It is Thursday, the 6th of May, 2021. You survived both Star Wars Day and Cinco de Mayo. So here's your reward. A brand new episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom Anthony Kingdom James. Yeah, uh, Star Wars Day, good. First episode of The Bad Batch, really good. Uh, then Cinco de Mayo, idiots getting drunk. I mean, it's something special in Mexico, but in the United States, it's just a drinking holiday. Uh... Here in Canada too, it's, it's treated like it's treated like another St. Patrick's Day. Oh, let's get boozy. Mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> cynicism right off the bat. Um, before we get into day to today's topic, there's uh, a little bit of nerd news that I discovered today that I want to share. Uh, they are Disney Plus. They Disney Plus is moving up the premiere of Loki. They're moving it up by two days. Uh, the announcement that they made yesterday <laughs> included the phrase Wednesdays are the new Fridays. So instead of June 11th, we're going to be getting Loki on June 9th and presumably uh, all their shows that they usually the new stuff that usually debuts on Fridays will debut on Wednesdays from now on. So uh yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think that's a darn fine thing. So um uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, on to today's show. Um my guest today is uh a friend of mine from my days at Action Lab Comics. And if you've been listening to this show over the past year or so, you will have heard me mention my time at Action Lab Comics, especially how my time there at that publisher came to an end and my my not-so-fond feelings about the company. Um... Well, as things have started to uh, decline, it's the only word I can use, decline, at Action Lab, to keep them, if they wanted to continue working, if they wanted to continue publishing books, they needed to bring in some new blood. And uh, I know that they had been looking last year for a new president of the company or or publisher i guess would be more apropos uh they were looking for a new publisher to oversee all the operations of the company well as you'll hear today that didn't happen but what they did find was a new senior editor or you know editor-in-chief um and that is uh that is my good friend Vito Del Sante. Vito and I worked together on uh, the Actionverse miniseries. Uh, it's a crossover miniseries in 2000. 
We worked on that in 2014 and 15. It came out, I want to say it came out beginning of 2016 or the end of 2015. Oof. I don't want to go fish out a copy and tell you, but <laughs> but it is uh, it is the series that came between for me came between the first hero volumes two and three, and the first hero volume three is what led to my uh, leaving Action Lab and um, saying never again. Well, Vito has taken on the position of senior editor. Uh, and I, whatever I feel about the company, I am, I am a backer of Vito Del Sante. And when he, he's been in the position since November, he finally made an announcement about it about a week ago, uh, publicly announced that, that, you know, their books were, books are coming out with his name on them. So (laughs) damn well time to make an announcement, Vito. So he announced that he was the new senior editor, and I sent him a message, and I said, congratulations. Why don't you come on the podcast and let's talk about it? I think that, uh, so we did that a couple of days ago, and that's the interview you're going to hear today. I think that Vito puts on a brave face, um, and and, and uh, as positive an attitude as possible about uh coming into Action Lab at this stage of the game and being put in charge of the content that the company's going to put out. Um, I... Hmm. Phrasing here. Because, you know, I said to... I said to a friend or two before I had... Uh, before I conducted the interview, is I'm not looking to jackpot Vito Del Sante. I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to 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 trap him with some gotcha question. Um, the questions that I ask him in this interview are questions that you know I want answered as a friend of Vito's, as a, a former member of the Action Lab creative team, as uh, a person who um, like still has kind of a bad taste in their mouth about the business dealings that that I had with the company, and as a comic book fan and reader, you know, as somebody in the industry, so. Um, I, I I think that Vito puts on a brave face for some of these things. I he's he's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. So um you know, I don't think I don't think he's looking at things through rose colored glasses. Um So anyways, you know, listen. I you know what I could I could describe the interview to you or I could let you hear it. So <laughs> Without any further ado, let's hit the record scratch, and then we're going to talk to Vito Del Sante. Best known for his work at indie comic publisher Action Lab, our guest today is not just the writer of books like Stray and Midnight Tiger, but 
is the newly minted senior editor of action, the aforementioned Action Lab Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Vito Del Sante to the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Hey, Vito. Oh, I forgot that was the name of your podcast. Now I'm really down. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I just got minted uh, as a handsome genius. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm down. Uh, okay. With my, with my Dawes butler, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, straight out the box. How the hell did this job come about, my friend? How did you become senior editor of Action Lab? Um, I... I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I do good. and I don't because the reality of the situation is, um, Sean Pryor had, uh, decided that he was going to resign mm-hmm. from being president of Action Lab. And just out of the blue, uh, Brian Seaton, the, um, the CEO, I, I, I'm not entirely sure what his, the owner, uh, I, I can't publisher. remember what his actual Isn't he, publisher. Isn't he the publisher? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, had just jokingly said, Hey, do you want to be president of Action Lab? And I was like, No, I don't. <laughs> and, and like, I took a couple of days to think about, I said, the person you need is Jamal. Cause mm-hmm. Jamal Eigel is one of the most level-headed people, um, in terms of how to do this job. Mm-hmm. Jamal is very opinionated, but his opinions make sense. His critiques make sense. And he's a very, like, like, I wouldn't say he's very like uh, shrewd business wise, but he's a very good business. And I and I said I have no interest in being president of anything, mm-hmm. like truly. <clears throat> so I let it sit, and then like the text was just sitting there, and I go, "But I'll be an editor if you want it to, want me to." Yeah. And that came. That text went out uh, when Nicole. D'Angelo resigned and, uh, Sean Gabbard resigned. Mm-hmm. So that's really all that, that came, that's how it happened. It's just, as I mentioned on Facebook, I've always thought that I was a better editor than a creator. And that's not to say that I'm terrible at creating or anything. It's just, I think I have a good eye for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a, I have a good brain for it. And I think that knowing that about myself, that I could be an asset to any company uh, that wanted an editor. So the the title senior editor is, um, I wouldn't say it's misleading, but it's 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 a title that I chose for myself. Uh, most people call me editor in chief, whatever it is, you yeah. know. But um, I, I prefer senior editor just because I'm. In a way, I'm trying to shirk responsibility of being editor in chief, but, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, in all reality, I'm doing that as well. Yeah. You know, so like I'm doing scheduling, I'm doing, um, script reads, I'm doing, uh, weighing, weighing in on proposals and pitches and stuff. So, I mean, I'm doing all the things that editor in chief would do. It's just my card says senior editor. Okay. Well, I- and, 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 you know, before, before I let that, sit the way it is that's the answer to your question i i was offered the position of president but i refused it yeah and and took a demotion 
<laughs> I guess, <laughs> I, you know, because I, I knew that I could do that job. Okay. So then my, my next question has to be, why did you take this job? Because you're oh, coming in. Now, no, no, hang on. I yeah. have, I did this stupid podcast daily last year. Okay. <laughs> it was the time to do it though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it certainly like, was. There was nothing else going on. It certainly was. But on, on a couple or three occasions, I, um, I opened a can of worms about my experience with Action Lab. Uh-huh. And to, uh, to my way of thinking, you're coming in, you're coming in pretty late in the day for this company. And yeah, the company is the, not without problems. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think, I think that'd be fair to say. So what, what is it that makes you think, uh, this is, this is the right time to take this position? Uh, you know, I don't know how long the company will last. I Cause that's not, that's not my job to know. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and maybe it is, you know, as an editor, maybe that is my job to know, but I prefer to just keep it where I'm at and not be involved in financials or like any kind of the bigger business decisions that would be made. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's how I feel. Um, but your but but hold on, I'm trying to remember what, what the question was. <laughs> so, so the question the question ahead, was ahead. the question was why why did you why why did you uh, you know hit your wagon to this particular horse at yeah, this particular it. time? But I, I have to say, if you know, you might want to stay out of uh, the boardroom side of things. You might want to stay out of the the, the 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 you know the the bigger business side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're, uh, if you're editor in chief, senior editor, whatever, however you want to yeah. uh, title yourself, um, then you are in charge of the creative. You're the creative face of this company. You're in charge. Yeah, of and that's what goes that's out. That's really why I decided to do it because I, um, I have this, uh, I, I don't want to say it's a theory, but I have this like notion of um, how uh, I guess how a comics company should run. Okay. And I know I don't know that that's an accurate way to put it, but let me just finish my thought, and then you can uh, tail, uh, tag onto it and yeah, tell me what you can tell me what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I, I one of the things that I like the most about uh, my time as a creator so far at Action Lab is that I've got the opportunity i've had the opportunity to debut a few guys um lee gaston aries tavares uh steve walker uh, a couple of uh artists on uh action lab dog of wonder and i like that more than any i like giving people their shot mm-hmm. you know and so to me i feel like there are hundreds if not thousands of people that are in a position where they don't have access to you know marvel dc whoever you know but they're valid you know like kickstarter a very good uh 
it's a very good proving ground in a sense. And, and I'm not saying Kickstarter as uh, like a farm team. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that like if you look at Kickstarter and, and back as many Kickstarters as I've back, you can see that like there's no reason why like my thinking. There's no reason why this shouldn't be published. There's no reason why this shouldn't be printed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason why this shouldn't be in comic stores instead of just having a niche audience that uh, maybe it's comprised of 200 people. That's, there should be 10 times that out there. But the, 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 the problem is um, you get diminishing returns on something like Kickstarter because 99% of the people that back your projects are people that know you. And then if you were lucky, you get a 1% that comes in from uh, a Facebook ad, uh, word of mouth, a, a podcast maybe, uh, and you know you'll get some more people to you know check it out at, at the very least. Um, I just ran two successive failing Kickstarters, and the one thing I noticed about the last one I did was there were a lot of people watching the Kickstarter, but not a lot of people backing. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that thinks that okay, that's got to be the case a lot of the way through, like through all that, through, if you sift through all the miasma and, you know, all the dirt and muck and everything, and you find that, di- that diamond there, then, you know, why shouldn't they have a chance to see, uh, not seek, but like reach a different, bigger audience. And that's kind of why I, I, I tend to gravitate towards that because I think Action Lab still has that, um, not that position per se, because uh, the pandemic kind of knocked everybody down a little bit. But I think Action Lab has that ability, even if these are the the waning days of the company, which I, I personally could be the could be the case professionally. I don't want to believe that's the case. But if these are the waning days of the company, I want to try to get as many different voices out there and let them have that experience mm-hmm. of finding their books on a shelf of doing a, an in-store signing of going to a convention, you know, and, and being represented. I want to give as many people that opportunity for the lights go out. That's a and, little, and that's really, uh, but the way you're phrasing it is kind of pessimistic though, in terms oh, of, no, no. Ter- well, no, 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 hold on. This is this is how I'm reading it. What you're saying is, uh, what I hear you saying is that this company may be past the point of no return, and uh, what I'm not hearing is, um, I have I have a strategy, uh, a you know for a a line of books. That will uh, capitalize on whatever audience we have, and 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 bring interest back to the company. Well, no one can say that with any sort of confidence because of how tempestuous the market is. Like that's not that's just not how comics work. Well, you can you know, say, hold on, you can you can say it you can say it with confidence. Uh, the but, the but certainty the, is, the certainty is is the thing that you you can't necessarily have. Yeah, but you know what? That's not true either. Because the other part of it is, uh, you know, you throw spaghetti up against the wall, you see what sticks. You don't know what's gonna 
what's going to be the hit, you know, like you don't know if something's going to catch fire, you know, like it's easy to say that like smaller companies like vault or, um, Alterna or any of the other smaller companies in the in previews, you know, in the diamond uh, catalog, they've all had that one shot at success. We don't know what's walking dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we don't know that that's going to happen. And I don't, and I'm, if I'm coming across as pessimistic, that's just because I'm pessimistic by nature. <laughs> you know, like it has nothing to do with, you know, the books that I'm working on because I, I've been scheduling books for the past eh, month or so, mm-hmm. uh, up until like January, at least, because at least I know when those books need to be FOC. Um, <clears throat> and the books that I'm scheduling, I'm very positive about. Okay. I'm very, I'm very, excited to see people see these books they're not necessarily books that i had a hand in uh signing because this is before my time except for one or two mm-hmm. and the one or two that i've signed i'm very very happy about yeah like there's a book uh, we're doing called half no fury and it's um it's very much in the rat queen's vein from image mm-hmm. but it's it's unique like saying too much about it would be selling it ahead of time. And I want the book to stand on its own merit, but it's really good. And I'm very proud of the work that uh, Stephanie and Luke are doing to, uh, to make this book. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's, it's a different way of looking at the type of uh, female led protagonist books that are, that are starting to come out more often. Um, I just think it's a really fantastic book. Um, uh, a book that I didn't sign, but I ended up uh, doing all the editorial work on it was, uh, I think it's in the previews that just came out. It's called Crash and Troy. And it's a fun, stupid buddy cop movie. And I say that lovingly. Yeah. Cause, you know, like, I, I think superheroes are stupid, but I love superheroes. <laughs> but it's a, it's a science fiction buddy cop movie that's just dopey and fun and like it, there's a place for comics that you don't have to think too much about yeah you know and, and i don't know that that's what i'm trying to bring out of of this position but well, i'm trying to just that, that, i'm also trying to spread the idea of what comics deserve to be out there like the, it's a beautiful looking book it's it's funny it's it's irreverent and I think there's a place for that. And, there, and I feel like a lot of companies wouldn't agree with that. Like they would, they would possibly just say, well, you know, we have, uh, we tried slapstick at Marvel, you know, and nobody bought it, you know, you know, your threshold for, for success at Marvel is much higher than the threshold for success yeah. at, a, at a smaller company is. So we can hopefully give things like this a shot and, Maybe people find them. I, you know, I don't, I don't fall into that category of, well, let's hope it's a cult hit because I think the books that we're putting out, okay. you know, the now, books hold, that I'm putting me, out are let, great. Let me get, let me, let me get you on track with something here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to know, how do you write this ship? If, if, if you are, if you are of the mind, as senior editor, you are of the mind that this company is in peril. 
then what is your philosophy as senior editor, as the man who's going to decide what gets the Action Lab bullet on in the top left corner and what goes on to stands, what the company publishes? What is your philosophy to write that shit? Well, let me let me backtrack a second. I never said the company is in peril. I said that it does seem like that, and it does seem like these are waning days. But I think that's across the the, um, the whole entire industry. That yeah, but, oh, but hold on, but we're not ta- we're not talking. We're not closing. We're not talking you know? about. We're not talking about the the, but the I'm whole saying industry. It, 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 I'm talking but, about action. But but it's important for content because the 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 pandemic has changed a lot of business decisions that a lot of companies, whether they be retailers or publishers, that that's fine. Taken. But v, v, hold on, we, but it's but it's but it's it's content, dude. But but Vito, Vito, the company, the company, the company had big problems. Before, uh, before the pandemic, the company the company has had uh, problems for 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 five years. So, I mean, you know, I I I I have my own experience to to to, to tread on here when yeah, I, but I when I talk like about action. Yeah, I feel like you're setting me up as the face of the company to take out that uh, oh no 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 absolutely not my problems my problems with action lab have nothing to do with you being senior editor now and i want you to know i want the company to succeed okay because it's a it's 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 a place uh it's a place for people to work and be published and i think that's important I, 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 you know, I value that opportunity for people. But what I'm saying is that I have, uh, I have my own experience with, uh, with the company fumbling the ball. And I think, I think that you given the opportunity to, as I say, write this ship. I'm looking to see what you, you like. I mean, going into this, do you have a philosophy, a line wide philosophy that you think, uh, will, uh, attract readers back to action lab? Well, you know, a line wide philosophy. The best thing I could tell you is I'm not trying to make comics good i'm trying to make good comics okay you, you know you know what i mean like there's a difference between the two like this i'm not trying to save the industry as a whole i'm not even you know to to a certain degree i'm not even trying to necessarily save the publisher i'm trying to make good comics okay like i'm trying to make sure that the comics that do come out are of high quality of high standards and of you know, something that with my name on the uh, masthead, with with uh, my position that I can actually look at and say that I'm proud of. You know, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm glad that my name is attached to this. Um, but as far as like an overall philosophy of how to write the ship, beyond that, I mean, 
there is no other philosophy. Like, I think that, you know, if, if you find a, a, a precious gem in a pile of mud, you're still going to clean it off, you know, and, and like, and put it up for display, you know, like you're not just going to let it sit there and be dirty. And I think that's, that's as far as metaphors go, and I'm sure we can just throw a bunch of them back and forth, but I, I, I really have a good feeling about these books, you know, mm-hmm. like, and not just the books that are, that are coming out now, but of the backlist, you know, like I have a lot of, uh, confidence in the backlist because they like there are books that maybe weren't marketed the right way and you know like i'll take that hit that was that was on me at one point um i'm not sure anybody knows that i used to kind of uh assist jamal when he was the marketing manager but that that probably context for what i just said but yeah, like I, I, you know, I'll take that hit. But also, you know, I, I stopped doing that job when I realized it was a job. Yeah. That I didn't know how to do. You know, like I barely know how to market my own comics to my own fan base to, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I, I, like I've had a couple of successful ones done on Kickstarter, and then I sent off the link for my new Kickstarter and none of my old backers back. So, I mean, like, what am I doing? I don't know. Like, I I don't know how to market. So, so then where does, but at the same time, you know, I do know how to make a good book. Okay. You know, like I have a lot of confidence in that. So for me, being where I'm at now in terms of this position, I, I know how to make a good book. I know how to make a good book better. Okay. So, so mentioned we could throw metaphors back at uh, back and yeah, forth yeah. each other here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna mangle one for you if a good book falls in the forest does anybody pick it up and read it what's what's yeah. the what's the marketing situation with action lab because and and here here's this might be the crux of my problem with action lab because i mean you'll remember six years ago we did a crossover called action verse yes. and we put together uh, five or six of our titles, and we did a six issue miniseries, and and there was much ballyhoo about how we were doing something fantastic. And yada, yada, you're yada. underselling it. You're underselling it. It was the first ever creator owned weekly superhero miniseries. Okay, but <laughs> so coming out of that series, as we were doing that series, which uh-huh. I had, uh-huh. I, I I enjoyed. I love it. Coming out of that series. I was asked, or, or well, we were all asked. Now, who's ready to go with uh, with their title for coming out of Actionverse? And I threw up my hand and I said, I- "I'll have Volume Three ready to go." And I had a call with our friend Brian Seaton, uh-huh. in which I asked the question: What can we do to improve? sales on volume three over you know the 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 unfortunate let's just say unfortunate i don't know what word i used at the time but the (laughs) probably said shitty uh (laughs) the performance of volume two of the first hero Uh what can we do to improve the sales and the answer that was given to me was i don't know what can you do 
So I was basically being told that I do not have, I do not have support. And I, I, I want to know what's, what's different now? Probably nothing. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I'm not involved in marketing, but at the same time, I know that, um, coming off of Actionverse, I, I think I remember hearing that all backlist numbers bumped. Um, mm. each individual issue from their, um, I don't know how to, how to put it. They, like, from the individual issues that came before. Right. Like, so like for Stray, the first miniseries for Midnight Tiger, issue two, that, that was it. Um, uh, Fracture, you know, it, everybody, like the rising tide raised all the ships. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened after, I don't know. You know, like I, I was busy making my own comic. So I, I really don't have a, a, an answer for that. I think I did a Kickstarter right after too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know in in the case of of First Hero what is changing now, but I do know that when I posted the other day on Facebook and Twitter about my taking on this responsibility or having taken it on since November, mm-hmm. I know that. I've gotten more comments and likes on that since I've posted a picture of my kids. Do you know what I mean? Like from my faith from birth. Yeah. So I mean like people are, people are looking at it and they're seeing these things. So one of the things that I know that I'm pretty sure of, I, I can't say for sure, but I don't think anybody in the position that I'm in now pre, prior to my coming on has ever posted about their work on Facebook or Twitter about what they were excited about or what they were working on in terms of editorial. I don't think anybody's ever mentioned a title, you know, that they were, that they were, and I think that that goes a long way. Um, maybe not so much for, uh, someone like Nicole who was, she had her own, has her own podcast, yeah. which, you know, like, uh, which probably has a good bunch of listeners and stuff. Um, and maybe she spotlighted stuff there, but I know that, uh, I, I can't remember Sean posting about anything that he wasn't work, working on himself. So, um, and I mean, Gavrin, uh, prior, I don't, I don't think I like saw anything that he wasn't working on himself as well, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, I, I couldn't tell you. So if I have this following of 500 people, let's say, um, and 300 of them are, are just liking the fact that I'm an editor and they're all like, good luck. You know, you're the guy for the job and everything like that. I think that that's helping to put eyes on. Maybe I, I, I don't believe this for a second. And you know this about me. I'm very, I'm very humble to a fault. You are painfully shy at times. Yeah. But I feel like there's a part of my work in the past that is informing my work now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are, are, have always taken notice, but never really said anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they're like, because of my associations with, uh, Dean, uh, with DC, 
you know, or whatever. I, I might be, with the exception of like Jamal and Ray, and now Sean, I might be like a higher profile than anybody that's been in this position. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and those guys haven't, but I mean, like, if any of them were, you know what I mean? Those guys were never editor in chief or editor or senior editor or anything like that. But I think that because of that profile that I've had prior to this, with work at DC and Marvel and Dynamite and wherever, I think possibly that, like, you know, maybe people know my name and they just associate my name with Batman? I don't know. Superman, <laughs> I, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I think that, and I, I also think that, like, retailers have seen my name pop up more often than not. You know, in, in, like, in, with Dean Haskell uh, talking about uh, Red Hook and stuff like that, especially. Like, mm-hmm. My name is, like, even though I haven't put anything out since 2016 or 2017, I think, in terms of, like, uh, anything published like it was the last stray miniseries yeah so uh, you know other i mean i've done purple heart on line webtoon which had about ten thousand readers you know weekly so uh, you know like maybe you know like maybe that's the difference maker maybe the difference maker is like having somebody that has some kind of uh community community clout maybe mm-hmm. um well, where that's... you know like I don't know. I mean, yeah. you'd have to you'd have to ask me a year from now to see if it's improved any. Okay. In terms of like well, you know you know what I mean like but I do think that my profile is higher than Sean Gavin's, um, Nicole's, um, yeah. maybe not Sean Pryor, but like I like maybe equal to but like I don't know that Sean did this job. Yeah. You know like the way I'm doing. So. Well, let's talk about your work. Let's. No. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Give me the elevator pitch for Stray. Oh. When's the last time you had to do this? (laughs) I I didn't have to do it anytime recently, but I think I wrote it somewhere. Okay. Um, It's the story of a former sidekick who um, comes back to avenge his, his mentor's death, but then has to figure out who he wants to be, what kind of hero he wants to be mm-hmm. but more specifically what kind of man he wants to be and uh it's it's a coming of age story i suppose but i think he's already come of age uh at this point like in terms of like how i'm telling his story yeah um but yeah it's uh i think if anybody likes nightwing or daredevil or uh stray <laughs> like i i think there's a certain uh, a certain amount of like similarity between those characters I, you know I, I have a piece uh, uh, like a commission piece of uh, Rottweiler Robin and Bucky like standing together and then their reflection it's it's uh, based on the Grant Morrison Frank Quietly Earth 2 cover mm-hmm. so their reflection underneath is Stray Nightwing and Winter Soldier so you know like I think that's as good a way as I can put it. Like it's it's about a sidekick that grows up. Okay. You know, like that where he goes from from now. And you've done you've done two volumes of this so far, right? Plus yeah, the I, action verse? Or does that include yeah, the that would be three. Like uh so Stray Volume One who killed the Doberman, Action Verse, the miniseries, and then Action Verse featuring Stray, which right. is about his teenage years. So and you also uh, three but two. 
You were also you were also writing uh, uh, some Midnight Tiger, weren't you? Yeah, I wrote the last mini um, that um, the trade is because now I'm in the position of scheduling things. I can put that trade up for sale whenever. Yeah. Uh, but I, Ray is finishing up the first mini, so I'm like, either we're going to make an omnibus version or we're going to put them both out. Yeah. You know, around the same time because like it it, it wouldn't make sense to put out volume two or you know the I don't even know what you call it volume. Yeah, two. no, volume. But, it would be Midnight Tiger action verse featuring Midnight Tiger was basically yeah, Midnight basically, Tiger yeah. Volume Two, and Midnight Tiger Volume One is the unfinished masterpiece. Still, right. Right. So, so, so my 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 question is if uh, if you're in charge of what goes out via Action Lab, uh, are we going to see more Stray and or Midnight Tiger? I know that Ray has mentioned that he does want to finish Midnight Tiger up. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to finish up that mini. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it for how much more. That's completely up to Ray. Mm-hmm. He hasn't mentioned to me either on a professional or personal level if he wants to uh, do more stories. He has certainly given me the ability and the honor of writing more Midnight Tiger, but... I can say that I think I've said what I wanted to say with the character. Yeah. Um, and I'm very proud. Like one of the best things I've ever written. Um, plus, you know, the art is fantastic by Eric Van Elsen. Um, it, it's, it's just a really good, you know, follow up piece to the first mini. But the thing is, you got to read the first mini and complete, you know, like you got to read it completely to get what I was doing with what, uh, what came after. Right. Um, Stray Volume 3 is, uh, I've already, we've already started the second issue in terms of art. Oh. Um, once that is done, uh, I might even wait till Volume 3, uh, Issue 3 is done uh, to run a Kickstarter because I want to get as much in the can as possible. The only thing I don't have done are the colors. Hmm. So that's, that's the uh, goal going forward. But yeah, like I like Stray is coming. It's yeah. just you know, Very I good. don't want to put out. I don't want to put out anything until it's at least no, 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 yeah, done. yeah. You know, no, like, don't, don't, don't jump the gun and then encounter a problem. So, which is, I mean, but, one of the but things. The next, the, the next series is fantastic. Yeah, like it's going to be like uh, I don't you and and you know, like I said, painfully shy, painfully humble. I don't praise my own work very much, but this mini is really good. Okay. You know, like it's a, it's a very good progression of his story. I yeah. feel like the last mini, the Rottweilers, had its moments, but I don't think that it is going to be one of those things that people talk about unless they're using it in context between the first mini and this next series. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, cause it informs a lot of what happens in this next series, but I don't think that as a, as a standalone volume that it will, if anybody ever talks about Stray, I don't think that like anybody will ever go back to this, uh, to that second volume and say, Oh yeah, this is, you know, one of my favorite, th-. you know, like they might like it, but I don't think anybody's going to love it. 
Because, can you can you not put yourself over even a little? Why? I just why said. Do you have to... I said it was one of the best things I've written. It's it's one of the best things you've written, and then you follow up <laughs> by saying, "And nobody's going to talk about this." <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, come on. I, want I, you... I listen. I, I don't want you to be Kyle Puttcammer, but oh god, but stand, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw that at you. Throw that name at yeah, you like a dirty that. diaper. Uh, but Boy, is that, is that going to go over people's heads, or is that it might? And if it does, that's okay. It's it's yeah. it's, it's funny for you and me. Uh, but yeah. you know, but but every once in a while, Vito, stand on a chair and say, "Hey, look at what I'm fucking doing." <laughs> well, do you know? Do you know what's funny is that I how do I put this? I I think. My aesthetic, this goes kind of into why editorial is like beneficial, beneficial, mm-hmm. why I'm good at beneficial is that my aesthetic for what I want my work to look like. Mm-hmm. I think like I have like, uh, like a very good eye for art. And the best thing I can say is that Sean Isaacs was working on Pathfinder Dynamite for yeah. a year or so before he did Stray. And I think Sean would agree that Stray is the thing that got him a Marvel exclusive contract. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I know how to make a good comic. And I think that the reason why I kind of, I don't put myself down per se, but I don't lift myself up because I really want the work to stand out and, and do that for it, you yeah. know, and, and by and large, that's been my experience. I've had, I've had folks that I've met at conventions that I've, you know, sold straight to email me months later saying this is one of the best things. you know like uh, is it one of the best things you've read in your life cool okay i'll i will take that i will i will accept that but i don't ever want to not try to be better than that yeah you know what i mean like i want to always the the last thing i wrote has to be the worst thing i've written compared to what i'm writing now and that's not to say that it started off bad but I have to get better at doing it, you know, number one. And number two, I have to get better at telling this guy's story, these, these people's stories and, and relaying that to the audience. So that way they don't feel like, like they feel like they've spent their money's worth, you know, like I don't, I don't want to rehash the same story, number one. And number two, I don't want to ever look backward. I want to go forward, you know. That's fine, but my my issue with you at times is that I think there needs to be more carnival barker in you. I I think at a certain point, I trust I trust Vito with a pen in his hand. Okay, I absolutely trust Vito uh, in front of a keyboard. But well, thank you. I but, know, <laughs> but, but but Vito on the soapbox is the problem. I feel like I have to shoot at your feet to get you to dance. Yeah, you know, I, I want I want you up on a soapbox saying this is the book. This is what if you want to read something, this is what you want to read. Stop wasting your time on garbage here and put a book in somebody's hand. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. You know what that is? I, I'll I'll tell you why I, I can't do that specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's from my comics retailer days. Like it's hard to say, uh, you know, the way Jim Hanley taught us, 
was you never say something sucks. You just say you rather read this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, maybe that's just antiquated thinking. Maybe that's just thinking that doesn't belong in the creator's mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but like, I, I would never say that this is better than whatever. I will say that, um, I think Stray is better than any of the Grayson stuff that came out at the same time that it's coming out. <laughs> you know, uh, when, you know, Dick Grayson was a, yeah, a, a spy. spy. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's not a slight against Tim Seeley or Tom King. It's just, I think that if you buy a book, that stars Dick Grayson, you want to see Nightwing mm-hmm. uh, or Batman or Robin, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that that's a, a huge, it's the same thing when they uh, recently, within the past two years, maybe they, they somebody shot uh, KGB, KGB, that's it, mm-hmm. shot Dick Grayson and he got amnesia for like a year and a half. Or and, Nobody wants to read Nightwing, especially when it says Nightwing on the cover and Dick Grayson's not Nightwing. Nobody wants to read that. Yeah. But I think that when you read Stray, you see Stray. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, you'll see the wrong one. And that's fine, too, because that's a part of who he is. And a lot of how Stray is built is on the uh, preconceived notions that you already know who Batman and Robin are. So now you can read this and you kind of like feel like there's a comfort to it. You know, there's a, there's a, an ease of getting into this chair that you're, you're, you know, you, you weren't so sure about it before, but now you get it. You know, you understand it. Okay. And then, and then you can kind of subvert and, uh, change, divert, you know, where things go from there. You know, at least that's my philosophy about it. All right. Uh, speaking <clears throat> about where things are going from here, uh, I got I got two final two final points I want to I, I want to go over with you. One yeah. is action. What what's Action Lab? Uh, what's the mindset of the company right now, preparing to come out of the pandemic and having uh, conventions <clears throat> being announced? And I I mean I know. Uh, I know Orlando, Megacon in Orlando is definitely a go, and I know uh, Action Lab's been there before. Uh, I know uh, New York, and, uh, you know, Reed Pop has announced a, a, a slate of cons. Informa, the Fan Expo people have announced a slate of cons, including new shows in Denver and uh, a show that's coming, I believe, next year in San Francisco. But for the rest of 2021... Uh, has the company started discussing what they're going to do about conventions? That's really funny because I actually did talk about this this week. Um, the I know Brian is himself as the creator, or not creator, but uh, the writer of Miraculous. Mm-hmm. He's been invited to Megacon, so I believe he's going there on his own. But Action Lab has a booth at in Toronto, um, right? So that I I can kind of confirm that that will be the first con that we go to mm-hmm. as a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be there first time ever going to a convention in Canada. You're coming to Toronto? I am. I've been to Toronto before, but I've never been to a convention. Yeah, you haven't uh, been to Toronto there. since I've known you, though. <clears throat> 
I haven't been to Toronto since 2006. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like so since uh, way before. I did. No, you but, don't like, get you don't get to come to my town and not tell me you're coming here. I, you know, what's funny. I probably, <laughs> I probably like. What a jerk! I, I don't know. I, I don't know how big Toronto is in terms of like people and stuff. Like uh, for some reason, Toronto gives me a very, a, a, a very LA vibe. Okay. I don't know what it is about it. Um, I, I don't think like anybody in Toronto would agree with that, but it has nothing to do with like. Uh, the plasticity of the people in LA or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> probably opening up a can of worms there, so I'm probably not invited anywhere in LA, you know. Los Angeles, but, uh, Vito Del Santi hates you, is what he's saying. He's, I don't, he's I, I waiting for the big earthquake. I he, love Burbank, but I don't like West Hollywood. He's, <laughs> Vito Del Santi is buying up Arizona desert because he knows soon it'll be valuable real estate property. Sunset, I'm not a fan of. Burbank, Beverly Hills, I like. Vito is. But, yeah. Vito is. Lexington but anyway, Thor. but like it was like what it was. Oh my goodness, Otisburg. What, what I, what it was that I noticed was um, the way the streets in Toronto, the way the businesses were lined up against each other on the block. Okay. Was very reminiscent of um, like Hollywood. Oh, okay. That's that's the thing that I'm really you know like. Right. That's the only vibe I really got. But you're, the, the company the company is coming to Fan Expo. As far as I know, yeah. I don't know okay. if it's Fan Expo or Toronto Comic Con, but I'm pretty sure it's Fan Expo. Well, Fan Expo is, uh, Fan Expo is the end of the summer. Toronto Comic Con is March. Right. So, and I know, so, I know Brian usually books ahead. Like, he, he yes. will usually, by the end of the weekend, he has signed up for, for next year's right. show. So. Right. I'm sure that's um, carried over from 2019. So. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. like, yeah, he said he got the table last time. Yeah. So that's a go. Um, I know that Baltimore is my, my second home. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'll be in Baltimore at the very least. I, I believe we'll all be there. But um, I'm not sure. I uh, no. <laughs> Do you no plans for New York yet? Uh, I personally, I, I do not want to do a re-show um, on a personal level. Um, really? Just yeah. I'll tell you why. I don't think Reed treats the artists as well as the other shows do. The smaller. Okay, but are you talking about, are you talking about Artist Alley? Cause I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, comic book creators at all. Like, I don't think that, I think they, they, they are more concerned with what video game company is going to be there, what, um, movie studio is going to be there, more than they are what comic, uh, comic companies. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so then that spreads out to, and I have nothing against Mike Negan. Mike Negan is, one of the nicest guys in comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs the Artist Alley and he puts on a great show. But the thing is, how do you not, how do you, first of all, charge the amount of money you charge for a table at New York Comic Con? Is, like uh, is it, uh, is it, uh, is it 550 now? It might be more. Okay. I, I, I haven't done it in years. And is that, the, but, is that, is that, isn't that just like a half table? Yeah. 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 Because I remember yeah, it like was, I, 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 the last I know for a fact is 500 for a, a half table. So, so here are my, here are my, so there's that. 
and here's my other other parts of my list. Why am I paying? Like, if I have to pay for my ticket, my my badge, why am I paying for my wife's ticket? I should have a the two like at least half price, but it's full price to get my wife a ticket. And then and then they say, well, if you bought a full table, we'll give you an extra badge because you're getting a badge for each section of the table, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with at all. Yeah. Like you're 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 making me have to choose between my family and my living, and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then like, why are, why am I paying for kids passes? You know, like I'm not the only creator that has children or is married. None of this, like the, the thing about comics that I think Reed doesn't get is that comics is very small, mm-hmm. very personal, and very intimate, and when we're all together at a show, we are basically at a family reunion. And Reed Pop doesn't see it like that. They see it as a business. And I get it. I understand that it's every, all of it is a business. But for God's sake, treat us like people, not as exhibits. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I'm, I'm a personally, if, if I have my druthers, I will never go to a Reed show until at least one of these things has changed. But I, you know, if by any chance, like if Action Lab has a booth and they they ask me to be there as as a representative of the company, I'm not going to turn that down. But, you know, like for any for San Diego for any of you know, like that's just that's just business. You know, mm-hmm. I get that, but like on a personal level, I will I will take this to to anybody at Reed. You know, like you know, you can't. We're not Hollywood. Yeah. None of no creator working in comics. Whether they, whether it's Jim Lee, well, maybe Jim Lee's an exception. Um, but if it's Ryan Michael Bendis, you know, to Stephanie Cannon, you know, like, like the, the amount of money that a creator makes on a comedy, whether they are writer, letterer, colorist, whatever, is so low compared to what an uh, associate producer, not even, uh, uh Let's go to AD, like an assistant director, mm-hmm. makes on a movie, you know, that shows up for, for, like, that gets a free badge, you know, like, it's not, like, there's no, there's no equality. There, yeah. You know? No, like, I understand. You don't, but hold on. And, and, and I mean that in terms of philosophy, not in yeah. terms of, like, the money. Um, from the New York Comic Con website, Artist Alley application for 2021. All artists who are accepted will be, co- uh, will be welcome to purchase a full, Six-foot table, two chairs, and two badges for $500. So, I can only assume that between uh, between the pandemic and possibly that North building being finished, mm. uh, they're, uh, they've got a lot of room to fill. Yeah. Because, I mean, might, they tore down yeah. every, you know, people who know North uh, New York Comic Con or people in New York who know the Javits Center know that the <sighs> North Building, which was a, basically a giant uh, airplane hangar, yeah. uh, a one, it was a, it was a one story dome, uh, metal dome with a, you know, about a 50 foot ceiling um, that was torn down a few years ago, two, three years ago now, uh, in order to put up. A new five-story, very, very nice-looking building, and for the last couple of years, uh, Artist Alley uh, had to reside in 
basically in the basement of the Javits Center where people were, you know, crammed in heel to toe. So uh, I'm hoping that that north building is open because that apparently is going to open up a million square feet of space. So I mean, the other part is like I've lived in I've lived in New York most of my life. You know, I live in the Pittsburgh area now, but yeah. I lived in New York most of my life. I don't trust anybody that is a New Yorker trying to clean anything, you know, or sanitize anything. I've been to the Port Authority. I've been to the Metro North. I've been all over in every section of New York City. Nothing's clean. I don't trust you anybody you to get You cynical bastard, you. Well, you yeah. cynical bastard. Okay. Last question. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to release you back out into the wild. What uh, what the hell is Action Lab publishing these days? I know I know Zombie Tramp and uh, what uh, Vamp Laid. What what what, yeah. what 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 is Action Lab publishing right now, and what's coming up? Well, let's. I think you know when you were asked your last question, I thought you were going to ask me uh, something similar to this, and because uh, you mentioned coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of the books that are starting to come out now that are trickling out mm-hmm. are books that got delayed because of the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And as a result of the shutdown, staff decided to resign. So it was a lot of catching up. So that's basically what I did. So, excuse me. You have a lot of books that have, have been delayed indefinitely that are coming out, like Carmine, uh, the Argus, um, uh, there's a new princess uh, trade, I think, that's just waiting to to just you know be released. Um, Becoming, you know, Crash and Troy, uh, Digger, uh, another book that I that I'm uh, very proud of. Uh, Half No Fury, The Citizen. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, Raven, the Pirate Princess, that Jeremy and I are working on right now. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming, you know, like and there, and you know we're getting. Uh, proposals often, you know, we're getting pitches and, and uh, proposals almost daily, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, and there's a backlog from the pandemic because nobody was checking that email, but now we have somebody checking that email. And so like, we're starting to slowly pick up new projects and stuff. So it, there's, um, there's a lot coming. I think by the end of the year, you'll see Action Lab at the same position in terms of like what uh, the amount of books they're publishing by the end of the year i'll say even october it should be back to where it was before the pandemic mm-hmm. you know, I, that's probably best case scenario but i'm pretty sure october's going to be the most. okay very just good. in terms of things that i'm just in terms of things that i'm scheduling for yeah all right vito del sante senior editor of Action Lab Comics. It was good talking to you, man. It's been too Thanks, long. Man. It's been too long. Congrats on the job. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with it. I'm Thanks. looking forward to seeing I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with it and what other people involved in the company do to help. <laughs> I you I'm not going to hide my my cynicism for the company i'm not going to but i'm also not going to uh 
pour cold water on my enthusiasm for uh, you as a creative individual. So I'm a handsome genius. You are officially now. <laughs> officially, yeah. <laughs> I get to wear the patch. <laughs> well, I it's do. shirts. It's, we have shirts. Well, I mean, we're, I get to put a, a, a like, I get to <laughs> get the monocle and everything. So. <laughs> Vito Del Sante, thank you for coming on the Handsome Genius thank Club you. Radio Show. I love you, dude. Okay, kids, that is it for another episode of the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Um, again, big thanks to Vito for coming on the show and doing this. Um, yeah, and uh, we're going to be back. Well, tomorrow is the tomorrow is the patreon exclusive episode um please 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 i want you if you're listening to this i want you to consider um uh joining the patreon joining us in the pop culture cult as little as two bucks a month and you can help me continue with uh bigger and better interviews like this one and uh and um everything that goes with uh with growing the podcast and uh, growing the Twitch channel and growing the YouTube channel, all that nonsense. Um, all my social media is uh, branded as my name is Kingdom. So Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, Patreon, and uh, what's the one I'm forgetting? YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it's all at my name is Kingdom on those sites. Um, what else can I tell you? So uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, Dogs Playing Poker on Twitch at 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, is the uh, the Amazon Prime uh, watch party. Uh, I th we're doing a Will Ferrell movie this week. I think we're going to end up doing Anchorman. There was a tie in the poll that I put on uh, on Twitter so, between Anchorman and um, uh, Old School. I think we're going to do Anchorman. And then uh, Sunday, we'll do a little crossword puzzle action in the morning. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Uh until next time, uh, take care of one another, find some good trouble to get into, and remember, your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.